Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hi friends, and welcome to episode 6 of Sisters in the Spirit. I'm really happy that you've chosen to join and listen today. We get to hear from one of my really great friends, Cassie Russell, She is going to share with us her story about dealing with anxiety. And this is something that I have suffered with in my life. And so I know many of you also can relate to this. And on different levels, we can all have um, struggled at, at some point in time with anxiety and worries and fears. Uh, For some of us, it turned into irrational fears and um, crippling anxiety where it ends up taking over your life. Um, So whether it's something that you've struggled with in the past or something that you're daily having to face and work through, I know that you're going to be blessed by this interview and really thankful for Cassie's willingness to give us some very practical help and um, insight into how to um, face our fears and anxiety and use scripture and principles from God's word to find victory and uh, freedom. So before we hear from her, I just wanted to give you a little life update for those who have been listening since the beginning um, when I launched the podcast back in January. I can't believe it's been five weeks already um, that We've been here together and just growing in the Lord together. Our um, Facebook group is growing as well. And uh, so if you want to join some deeper conversations, you can hop on over to Facebook. Uh, There's a Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. So, but... uh, life updates. We're still living in our cozy little townhouse with our six daughters. Um, 
one of them has had a birthday. Yesterday, we celebrated our Eden's 11th birthday, and she um, is just a bubbly little blonde uh, bundle of joy. So really thankful for her life and celebrating her. And our Aislinn turns 13 um, this coming Friday. So lots of birthdays happening around our house. Um, we'll get a little month break and then celebrate Willow, the baby of the family who will be turning six. And our Rena will be turning 19 in April. If I said this last week, I'm sorry. I just have to remind myself of everything that's going on. So we've got one one party down and three more to go within um, basically a month's time or two, two months' time. So it feels like a lot, but um, then we'll, we'll get a little break until the summer birthdays. So... But one of the exciting things that God has uh, opened up for me is the opportunity to teach worship dance classes again. Um, I have a passion for ballet and um, teaching kids how to use their bodies to express themselves um, with music. and But my deep heart... Uh, beat is for worshiping the Lord through dance. And um, ever since I was little, I've just seen people dancing to worship and praise music in my head. Um, so I have been praying for a while about wanting to start teaching that again. I had years back um, actually opened a school called Sela school of ballet and ministry. Um, and that had really gone very successfully, but, um, job transitions and stuff, uh, kind of brought up, brought that to a close and I had baby five and six. Um, so it's just a really busy season at home needed to step back and take a break from teaching, but um, I've been back to teaching regular dance classes and some worship dance here and there, but um, it's been a little while since I've had a regular uh, outlet for that. So um, World Upside Down Art Studio is a new um, fine art school that has opened here in the Greenville area. And my husband, Tim, is teaching theater classes there. And Rena's going to be teaching hip-hop and musical theater, helping choreograph uh, the Finding Nemo musical for the spring. And um, so I've also been hired on to teach some classes uh, throughout the week in the mornings for homeschool kids. So one of the classes that I have put on the schedule is worship dance and the community has really responded very positively and gotten a lot of interest in um, people signing up for the class. So that's a 
a really neat answer to prayer um, and gift that I feel God's given me during this time of just uh, waiting on him and seeing what doors he's opening for our family. So we're really thankful for the startup of this school and that our family can be part of it. So if you're in the Greenville area, you can come check us out. There's classes for all ages, um, six years old. Um, well, actually, I guess now they've um, opened it up to younger kids. We have some uh, even mommy and me dance classes for some infants. And so I guess it's six months on up through adults um, can find something for them in the arts. So um, let's see what else. My husband's writing the Easter production for church. So that is going well. I'm really excited to see that come together. I think I had um, shared about that a couple podcasts ago. Um, so they've had auditions for that now and um, had their first rehearsal today. So that is another really neat thing. Um, so yeah, besides all the birthday celebrating and doing the homeschool thing and trying to make sure we keep some clothes clean. Um, oh, the dishwasher is still broken. So they came to try to fix it and it didn't get fixed. And they said, we'll be back and they haven't been back. So, um, we're still washing dishes by hand, but the kitchen is clean. Um, I put put kids to work and uh, we're trying to stay on top of it. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm sure you can all relate to just something in life that always just seems to be like, really, again? But the Lord can use all of those things just to keep us thankful for the blessings that we do have and not take for granted all of those things. So, um, I think the one other thing that I just wanted to mention before we listen to this interview is, um, just in talking to a number of my friends this week, I just feel on my heart that we're all very uh, weary in the the walk um, for different reasons, uh, but feeling very much like pulled in so many directions and uh, demands on our time. And it's really easy just to let ourselves um, feel like we're not measuring up and we're not doing, you know, like, making the right choice, I guess, for what to do next. And, um, you know, I can choose to uh, sit and snuggle with a child, but then the laundry's not getting folded. Or I choose to go out to coffee with a friend um, 
but the bed sheets don't get changed that day or whatever. Like, you know, it's something always has to be put to the side in order to do something else. And then you can come back and be like, oh, I didn't get my bed changed today or I didn't get the floors clean. That was on my list. And then you feel like you've somehow let, let yourself down or let, um, I guess the expectations that you had of yourself of being able to do all of it. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage you in that, um, to make sure that we're finding our, um, our rest in the Lord and, Reminding ourselves, preaching to ourselves that his love for us is unconditional. It is not based on our performance. And um, that to-do list is always going to be there. But those moments that we choose to love others, to love our children, to care for the needs of our um, friends and family, um, those are that sowing seeds into eternity and, um, you know, all of the to-do list things can be important, but just take time to sit at Jesus's feet. You know, he says that that's the best place to be, to be more like Mary and less like Martha. And it is a struggle, but, um, I pray that you can find a sense of freedom uh, to choose choose one thing over the other and then not feel guilty about it. Um, so I'd love to discuss that more with you. So feel free to message me if you have any thoughts on that um, or if you struggled with that too. So I love you all and hope that you choose to just stay so close to Jesus this week and know that he um, he's watching over you. He's delighting in you. Um, he's pursuing you. So just look up. Well, let's listen in and learn some great wisdom and insight about dealing with anxiety. Okay, so um, I would like to welcome my friend Cassie Russell to Sisters in the Spirit podcast. Um, Cassie, I'm so happy to have you here. I am so excited to be here. This is awesome, and I'm so proud of you for doing this. It's uh, incredible. <laughs> yay. Um, yeah, it's really been an amazing journey um, for me uh I'm so not tech savvy. So this is like way out of my comfort zone. So yes. I say if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yes, I feel the same way, yes. Um, so tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family. Yes, so I am a homeschool mom. I have four kids. They range in age from 6 to 13, so kindergarten to 
almost in high school now, which is crazy, insane. Yes. Um, and I've been homeschooling since the beginning, since my oldest um, started kindergarten. So we're nice. about to move into our 10th year soon, which is wild. Um, but yeah, I also have always worked part-time, either from home or a little outside of the home, kind of just making ends meet, odd and jobs throughout. But I'm currently in school um, learning to be an interpreter for the deaf um, with ASL, American Sign Language. This is my second year, and I've been learning ASL since I was about 11, but I'm finally actually getting my degree in Yay. it, and I'm looking forward to becoming one day a certified interpreter. It is a very difficult task, yes. especially when you're homeschooling and working, um, but it just felt like the right season, and God opened up so many clear doors, and like, this is what you're supposed to be doing right now, so That's it's been cool. awesome, but yes, so... We're all in school at my house right now. Yes. <laughs> um, and then my husband and I, we've been married for almost 16 years. We've been together since I was about 11 years old. Aww. So we have a lot of history together. Um, and we just keep moving from one decade to the next. It's been a really awesome journey. So we are passionate about family. I would say that's probably our our family's um passion our family's like mission in life is yeah. family building family helping other people build their families well um and just being intentional about yeah the unit of family so yeah that's a little about us that's <laughs> great I love that and we haven't talked for a while so I did not even know about the <laughs> um learning sign language and being an interpreter and that is just so cool yes so. I kind of keep it on the download because I think when you Sometimes I think when you put yourself out there like, hey, I'm going to start school, people are like, oh, what are you doing? And they have these expectations. And I'm like, I'm a part-time student. It's going to take me years to yes. finish. Like, it's a yes. process. So I'm just now really coming out with it. Like, okay, Don't expect I'm my diploma being <laughs> yes, like exactly. sent to my house anytime soon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Aw, that's really neat, though. Um, so... In our conversations, we um, discovered that we had kind of similar struggles with anxiety, and um, and then you had done a podcast right. um, for a year, I think yes. it was, and um, talking about anxiety, and I just feel like that's such a needed topic for um, people to be honest about, and um, right. even exposure of, um, I think of what are some of the evidences of it that yeah. might not even, you know, people realize, oh, you know, for me, I was probably 19 when, um, I just realized in a conversation with somebody else, um, who was, um, diagnosed with depression and anxiety and um, they just started asking me questions and I realized that um, that that was the name right. of the elephant in the room that like gave me migraines and made me not be able to sleep at night yeah. and I was just carrying so much baggage and had no um, name for it. Right. So um, I would love to hear a little bit about um, how that came up for you yeah. and when you realized that you were struggling. Yeah. So I, we, we talked about this a little bit, but similar to you, 
I was exposed to some things when I was really young um, that really launched, I guess, me into this anxiety journey. But I remember having night terrors when I was four, five, six years old. So I remember sneaking into my parents' room and like laying on the floor telling my dad, my stomach hurts, I can't sleep. Um, I would constantly make up something, you know, to be able to get into their room. And yes. I would sleep on the floor. I didn't care. I just no. didn't want to be by myself and just had so much um, just nervousness. I can still remember even when being a little girl, like feeling my heart just racing through my chest. Like I would just be walking through the house and I just would feel like I was out of breath. And I'm just this little girl like, what is happening to me? Yeah. And so it kind of came out at first to my parents of like, oh, I have a stomach ache. Oh, da da. So they just always were like, oh, she's, you know, scared of the dark or, you know, just typical childhood things. She's scared of the thunderstorm. She's whatever. But the enemy just like took his rod and just like really just dug it into me deep. Um, I think my, my mom, before she gave her life to the Lord again, she would allow me to watch some terrible things when I was really young. Mm. It would just be on yeah. the TV. Yeah. And I always, I'm a big proponent. If you have kids out there, um, you have to be careful. We have to guard our eyes, ears, mouth, heart. Yes. Um, because every little thing matters. And I remember, you know, my mom would watch horror movies or whatever, and I would just be in the room or, you know, even in my room hearing it or, yes. or whatever. And I was just exposed. And so I, I feel like that was the enemy's, kind of gateway um Mm -hmm. into cause you know kind of leaning into this anxiety and so that was kind of the beginning of it and all throughout my life random things would happen that would just intensify the anxiety there were times of course when it would die down a little but then it would always rev back up somehow when I was about 13 um I thought you know I'm not I can sleep by myself now like things are going better and I was at home alone and my parents used to go to work early, so I would get myself up or whatever to go to school, and my house was broken into before I got up for the morning, and um, I didn't realize it. Uh, the Lord totally protected my my ears or whatever because I did not hear them crash into my mom and dad's window, wow. take everything in their room. Um, they said it was probably very likely that they came into my room and saw me sleeping and left, thank God. Yes. But um, I, it kind of just re-triggered that yeah. fear. There, it's always been fear of something, right? And so that fear just came right back. Here I am, 13, 14 years old, back on my parents' floor, you know, having yeah. this huge anxiety about not, not trusting anyone. Now it's gone from, like, monsters and goblins and demons to uh, people. People are scary, and, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And so just building this intensifying anxiety... And then a few years later in high school, I took an anatomy and physiology class. And in anatomy and physiology, they teach you everything that can go wrong with your body. So oh, you have awesome. a headache <laughs> and you have either, you know, either it's sinuses or, you know, something common or you have a brain tumor, right? Yeah. Or you're having seizures or, you know, whatever. You have a stomach ache. Oh, maybe it's digestive issues or maybe you have cancer, you know? So it right. was like... I was being exposed again to fear. And and it was just like 
it was just like things would happen normally, like normally kids take anatomy and physiology class. But I feel like because from the beginning, the enemy kind of had a, a foot into this door in my life yeah. of fear and anxiety, that all these n- things that would happen that wouldn't cause irrational fear in most people would just be like, oh, that's, you know, a normal thing. I took a science class. I learned about my body. To me, it kept me up all hours of the night. And that actually just transferred into adulthood for me. I became this huge hypochondriac. I was fearful of death. I was... You know, all of these things started building up. Yeah. And eventually it, it leaves your mind and then it just starts manifesting physically, like you were talking about with migraines. And so even when I didn't feel like I'm not thinking about something that I'm fearful of right now, I would still be dizzy. My heart would be racing. I'd be having heart palpitations or, you know, just all of these different symptoms. And my, my physical body was now reacting to what was happening in my mind. Yeah. And that was even scarier. I remember Vaughn and I were actually married and I had already had my oldest kid. So this was probably like 13 years ago. And I went to, I literally went via ambulance to a hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack because I couldn't breathe and I was having short of breath and my heart was palpitating and I was like, oh, I'm dying, you know, and I just yes. I had all of these physical symptoms that made me feel like, oh, well, I have heart problems. And I know from anatomy and physiology that it's possible that I have heart problems. And so just all these connecting dots, it just got worse and worse. And then you add in the, the normal life things of like finances and having children and postpartum. And it just kind of, I feel like it just piled on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And, and eventually it's going to kill you if you don't deal with yeah. it, right? Because Like a volcano that's yes, just ready to exactly. erupt. And so I feel like there was an eruption point a couple of times in my life um, where healing started. I remember I would not be able to go to a church service um, because the anxiety had gotten so bad that the physical symptoms were so strong that I would be fearful that I was going to pass out in front of everyone. And so I would like go to the bathroom or go to the car, tell my husband, like, I can't stand here. I'm dizzy. Everyone's like, it just felt so overwhelming to even be in a group of people. Right. It just got so out of control. And I remember I had, um, my daughter and I would be at home and my husband would be at work and I would call him and say, can you come home early? And he's like, you can't do this every day. Like yeah. something has got to shift. And he, he was the most patient and kind and like, he's the most laid back, yes. non-anxious person on the planet. And he was so patient with me. Um, as I was walking through this, he never, you know, told me like, you just need to get over it or whatever. He wanted to walk through the healing with me. But I remember one day he was like, we can't live like this anymore. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we have to, we have to fix this. And so I feel like, like I said, from childhood all the way through adulthood, it just kept building, 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 building. building until finally, it's like, if I don't do something, I might as well not be living at this point mm-hmm. because I'm not living. Right. I'm, I'm literally just a walking through the world. Yeah. Yes. But not living because I'm, I'm so encapsulated with all of this fear and anxiety and worry about every little thing at this point because it's my whole life. It it literally becomes your whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it just reached this boiling point of like, something has to change. So what are we going to (laughs) do? Right. So yeah, that's kind of like how it built up in my life. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Um, So would you say that you felt abandoned by God 
um, there were definitely during times, that time. Yeah, there were definitely times I remember like just laying on the floor, shaking visibly, um, you know, heart beating so fast out of my chest and crying out, God, just take it away, you know, like just heal yeah. me because your word talks about healing people and, you know, I know people have been healed from things that are worse than anxiety, so yeah. just fix me, you know, why are you not fixing me? So there's definitely those moments, and I think we all go through that when tough times happen in this world. I mean, he promised that, right? He said, mm-hmm. in this world, you will have trouble. And yeah. so it's a promise. It's not his best promise, but it's a promise. And I knew it was there, but, you know, it was that constant, like, okay, if you can fix that for that person, can you fix this for me? You know, we always have those questions. And yes. so there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, God, it's my turn. Hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. So, um, what started you on your road to healing? Yeah. So, I told this story quite a few times, but, and people don't really like my answer to this. So, I'm sorry if you don't like my answer to this um, because it's not maybe a traditional answer. Um, I was at a place in my life where um, I couldn't afford therapy. If I could have, that would have been amazing. Um, I, like totally and for therapy and counseling, especially in Christian environments, I'm a hundred percent the biggest fan of getting help from other yes. people. Um, but I just wasn't in a place in my life where I could even think like that. And, yeah. and, and also 12, 13 years ago, therapy and counseling wasn't as like, you know, prominent in our society. It wasn't like right. something that people were like, Oh, go get like no one ever even suggested that to me. Yeah, because it just wasn't. It a kind thing, of had really. a stigma. It I did attached to it. You know, yeah. if you're an alcoholic, yes, you need to go to AA or whatever. Or if you are, you know, an abusive relationship or th- those things that were more hardcore. Not for like, oh, you're scared of things. Like, you know, there right. wasn't like therapy for that. Yeah, and so no one even ever thought like that. You know, back then, and so thank God now. You know, everyone's like, talk to someone. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have even had a dime to even think about right. doing that anyway. And so, um, I really, and, and I, because I was so afraid of everything, I wouldn't have even taken medication. Like if I can be yes. honest, you know, I know right. some people find some, some help, you know, even in the midterm of like getting healing, you know, for their mind, they'll take medication, which again, um, if that is your thing, that's awesome. But I wouldn't have even taken medication because I would have been thinking about how many side effects are there yes. and what could this do to my body. And so yes. the fear and anxiety was just completely irrational, and I, I wouldn't have even been able to do that. And so I honestly, and again, people don't always like this, but I literally had to make a decision, like a mental decision. And I remember my husband saying, like, we can't live like this. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like there isn't anything we can do. Like, it's all in my mind. And then I was like, I have to, like, change my mind. And I, like, remember saying it out loud. Like, it sounds so dumb. Like, obviously, you have to change your mind because that's what it... But when I said, like, I have to change my mind. Like, I have to make a decision here because this is a mind battle. Like, um, I've had myself checked out. Lord knows I spent enough time at the ER or the urgent care like nothing's wrong with my heart nothing's wrong with my lungs I've had all the scans like and honestly I had to decide that I was going to fight it yeah like in my mind 
Mm-hmm. And so I'll never forget the first chance I had to to fight it, to make that decision. We we went to a really big church in Atlanta. We were living in Atlanta at the time. And when I say really big, I'm talking thousands and thousands of people. And I remember we used to sit so freaking close to the front. And I was like, I was like, why do we sit up here? All of our friends wanted to sit up front. And it made the anxiety just 10 times worse. Yes. It's loud and the lights and the people and it's crowded. And it's just like, ah, you're going to bust. Yeah. And so I remember standing there and I almost did my thing where I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom or I need to get some air because I start feeling the anxiety, the waves coming. And even as I'm talking about it, I can feel like what it felt like. You know, you can take yourself there. totally. So I get like, I'm getting that overwhelming feeling and I like took my husband's hand and I squeezed it and I was like, I just whispered to him, I'm not going to leave, but I really, really want to just pray for me. He was like, okay. So he just looked at me. And I literally stood there and felt all the anxiety. Like I just, instead of running from it, because that was my tactic, I would yes. just run. I would right. get air. I would get away from whatever was causing it. I would go to the bathroom, whatever I could do. And so I just stood there and I felt it all. And it was like the weightiest feeling in the mm-hmm. world because my head was spinning. I felt dizzy. I felt short of breath. All the things that yeah. you physically are manifesting Plus, my mind was going crazy. What's going to happen if I pass out? What's going to happen? You know, all of these things. And I just stood there. Right down front in church. (laughs) Right in the middle of a church service. I cannot tell you what was happening in this church service. I don't know, like, what song they were singing or if anyone was talking. All I know is that in my mind, there was a battle happening. And I was finally on the front line of it. And I was like, okay, I'm not retreating anymore. Like, that didn't work retreating didn't work for me like I was still there years later and I was like okay I'm I am gonna take over this battle like I'm going in I'm trying you couldn't run from it I couldn't run from it anymore I had to face it head on Mm -hmm. so I feel all the things and I stay and honestly I'd love to tell you like that was the miracle moment and I never (laughs) had anxiety again but it wasn't. I mean, no. it was a fight from that point on. But it was the it was the the turning point in my healing journey because I made the decision to fight instead of retreat and to stand and just feel it all, take it all in, and say, okay, and basically look at the enemy and say, is that it? Like at this point, I can. I can take you on because yeah. I've experienced it all. And I'm like, okay, I am going to keep taking it because eventually and you're going to stop. not kill me. Right. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm still here. And eventually you're going to be the one that has to give up because yeah. it's not going to affect me anymore. I refuse to let it steal my life anymore. And that's what the enemy does. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. If he can't kill you, he's going to steal something or destroy something in your life. Yeah. And I was sick of him stealing my experiences, my family time, yeah, stealing my joy, stealing my peace. Like enough is enough really is what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm changing my mind about this and I'm actually going to, to fight, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of the, the turning point in the healing journey for me. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, what helped the most as you um, continue? Did you find like Bible verses or talking yeah. with friends or, yes. you know, what were the kind of the helps that yeah. God provided for you? Okay, so I will say one of my biggest things that I say anytime I'm given the chance to talk is 
the enemy thrives in isolation. So Mm -hmm. if you are isolated and you are, or even isolation can look like quiet, right? Isolation can look like, I'm not talking about this. Like, mom's the word. This is my thing. So I'm isolating my anxiety within myself. The enemy thrives there because once you start talking about something, it brings the darkness to light, right? And that's what God wants to do with everything, every sin, every struggle, everything that we're going through. He wants to bring that dark thing to light because in the light, darkness can't win, right? right. The light wins. Yeah. And so when I started, so I I had that moment, right? And I started talking to my husband more, um, being honest, like, hey, I'm having Mm -hmm. feelings, but I'm not running. Instead of just saying I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Right. I'm like, okay, I'm having anxiety feelings. This is what's happening, but I'm not going to let it win. Just literally talking to him out loud. I started bringing friends into it. Like, hey, did you not have anxiety? (laughs) That's a fun dinner topic, right? Right. Like, hey, I just want you to know when I come to your house, sometimes I feel anxious. um, And this is is my pattern, but I'm not going to do that anymore. And I really did. And it sounds crazy, but... I really just started letting people know, like, this is my struggle, and but I'm, I don't want it to be my struggle anymore. Yes. So help me. Like, don't let me go to the bathroom, unless I really have to be. <laughs> you know, don't let me run to the car. Like, I need, I need to fight. I, I yes. want to win this, you know. I want to conquer it because I know that, like, God has said he didn't give me the spirit of fear. Yeah. But of power and love and a sound mind. So I'm choosing now to walk in power instead of fear. But it's not an overnight thing for most people. So I have to practice operating in power, like, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So I need everyone to help me practice operating in power instead of operating in fear. Because that's the only way my spirit's going to grow in this area, right? The only way I'm going to be able to fight it is if I grow, right? Just like physical exercise, you know? Same thing. I need this spiritual exercise of operating in my power, my full authority, and saying, no, I feel that fear, but it isn't who I am, right? I feel those symptoms of anxiety, but I don't have anxiety. I'm not going to take it on myself anymore. It's not my identity. I feel anxiety. I'm having a stressful, anxious moment, but I'm not going to live here, and I'm not going to take it into my identity anymore. I'm going to operate out of power and fight it. And so I really had to bring, like, friends, family, and just bring it to light. And honestly, that right there was the biggest change I've, ex- I've experienced ever with anxiety. Yeah. And even later, like after I would say I had like a big healing, even later when it would come up like randomly at little times, all I had to do was start talking about it. And it was like, like the enemy yeah, like, oh, I can't it. win because yes. you keep bringing it to the light and I can't thrive in the light. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? And so I just, I feel like literally it was a growing my spirit, man, you know, mm-hmm. like that process. And, and really the way to grow it was to have that support of other people and say, I'm trying to operate in power. I need help. Mm-hmm. I need you to, to be my support and let me talk about it. Let me tell you how I'm feeling and then help me to work through that, you know? So yeah, yeah that was a big one for sure. That's so good. Um, do you happen to know the reference to that verse off the top oh, of your head? Gosh, no. I'm okay. the worst with this. It's okay. I'll look it up and I'll put it at the end. <laughs> don't know. So, yeah. I, that's such a good verse for this yes. whole um, situation. Yes. You know, that I think all of us who have issues with anxiety and even other struggles, like yeah. to memorize that verse and to claim it. Yes. Um, that's really 
really good. Um, so would you say that you're free from anxiety now um, completely? Is it still a daily battle? Um, and yeah, like what does your life look yeah. like now? So I, I do claim freedom from it at this point. Um, like I think freedom from it comes like, I guess the way I would describe, you know, why, do I, why would I say like I'm free from it? I would say I'm free from it because I'm able to now recognize, like, if I start to feel any feelings of anxiety or whatever, I can recognize it in a second and diffuse it very quickly. Um, and it obviously came with a lot of time, like a lot of practice, a lot of growing that spirit, man, like I was saying. But it's not a daily battle anymore. Um I was just talking about on my podcast when I did that. I did a podcast for about a year. And the reason I didn't keep going was because it's literally called Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. And I just wanted to tell my anxiety story, tell some tools that I've used. And I literally felt like I've I've said all I could say. Like, that. I don't yeah. have anything else to say about it. Right. Um, I still have it up if people, like, want to listen to it. Like, I just I awesome. pay for it monthly just to stay up. And there's people all over the world that still catch it. And I'm like, yes. I hope it's still, like, relevant. But yeah, it was, like, in 2020. But um, I, I felt like I just I said all I had to say. And honestly, even in doing that podcast, again, bringing it out to light, mm-hmm. I feel like that was my last, like, I'm free. Like, I can talk about this. I can stir up the emotions of it and all that, and it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm walking in complete freedom from it because it's, again, not a daily battle, and I can recognize it so easily. It doesn't consume me. If it starts to happen, I'm like, oh, this could make me feel anxious, but I'm not, like, we're not going down that road. And and I've learned some practices over the, the years that really snap me back to reality really quickly. One of those being just speaking the truth of the word into the situation. And I do this with my kids too. When they start to feel fearful, I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. So where does fear come from? Fear doesn't come from God, right? The Bible says that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So then there's only one other spiritual place it could come from, which would be the enemy. And then, okay, so the enemy is not truth he's full of what lies the bible says he's the father of lies so anything that he's trying to get me afraid of is probably a lie so i literally like walk myself through this journey of like okay this is what the word says about the enemy this is what the word says about the lord is does this situation look like it's coming from the enemy or from the lord if it's coming from the enemy then i can just assume it's a lie it's not real it's a tactic that he's trying to use to manipulate me or to confuse me or to deceive me, but none of it is real, right? Yes. So I'm going to just totally disregard whatever is happening in that, that light and look to the Lord, right? And, and remember the truths about who God is, right? He is mm-hmm. faithful. He is kind. He is generous. He is love. Like, all of these things are not what the enemy is trying to confuse me with right yes. now. So right. it's, a, it's a, like process you know Uh and then gratitude like gosh that's such a big one I did a whole episode on gratitude because you literally can't stay in a state of anxiousness or worry when you combat it with a a state of gratitude 
So I gratitude journaled or whatever, I don't know what that would be, but um, for a long time on a daily basis, like, what am I thankful for today? Like, what does my life really look like? Not the lies that I'm believing, but the truth. Yeah. Oh, and another great resource for what I'm talking about right now is a book by Dr. Caroline Leaf. It's called Switch on Your Brain. Have you heard of this? I don't think I have. Okay. It is phenomenal. She is a, like, spirit-filled, like, loves Jesus Christian, but she's also a, like, super intelligent scientist and doctor and all the things. Like, she, I don't even know all of her credentials, but she's, like, a neuroscientist, and she has studied the brain so hardcore, and she has this program called a brain detox, and literally what you do is you, you have a thought that you can't get rid of. And usually it's, you know, anxiety comes from certain thoughts that you have. And she's like, okay, where does this thought come from? Does it come from a place of insecurity? Does it come from a place of childhood trauma? Like, why, why am I dealing with this thought? Mm-hmm. Now, what is the truth? What does God say about this? And you have to do some digging. Like, what does God's word say about this struggle that I'm having? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to replace this thought with the truth of, of what God's word says. And it's literally this process she takes you through. Like, it's a lot of journaling and a lot of writing things down and a lot of time just meditating on his word. But she teaches you that your brain will meditate on what you tell it is important. So all of those years that I was going through anxiety, I was constantly telling my brain, like, you know, fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of illness, fear of people, fear of whatever is important. So we need to, like, meditate on it constantly, which my brain did a great job. (laughs) at meditating on all of these fear things constantly because I told it that's what was important. And so I had to spend years reversing that and detoxing my brain and going, because we, we are, we're spirit and we're physical, right? And we're soul. So our spirit man can be stronger than our physical. We actually can control our brain. That's going to sound spooky to some people, but yeah. Our spirit. Well, and at the beginning, God. you said, I have to change my mind. Yes. Like, I have to change it. Exactly. And I physically can't, but I, with the Lord, because I have the spirit of God, he breathed life inside of me. Like, yes. he, his breath is inside of me. So yes. my spirit can be stronger than my brain, and I can physically change my mind and physically change my brain. Like, the neurons in your brain, the way that they connect, you can actually change them. That's why you can learn a new language. That's why I can learn ASL, right? Because I'm connecting neurons that weren't there before. These pathways are new, and the more I use them, the more I'm going to get better and more fluent at ASL. It's the same for this. The more I use God's Word and know it and and am confident in it, the more neuron pathways are formed. And all of this stuff that is irrelevant, my brain's going to go, okay, this doesn't matter anymore. Let's move up what we're meditating on now, what's actually important. So it's such a cool process, and there's so many scientific things that I do not know how to say or describe to you. But if you are having an issue, even if it's not causing you anxiety or like to the level that I've described, but if it's just thought patterns in your life that you can't change, like insecurities about who you are or what you look like or, you know, those things that happen for a lot of women or who you are as a mother or a wife, you know, a lot of us believe, you know, I'm not valuable unless I'm doing enough or I'm not valuable unless I've succeeded at this, you know, where does that lie come from and how can we change it? There's so many issues that start 
in our mind. Yes. And, and she just kind of walks through how we can detox that in a scientific and spiritual way. And it's a really cool combination. So it's that a great sounds resource. awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure I put the link to that in the uh, description yeah. of the podcast. And um, I was also going to mention for me um, in the summer of 2020, I went through Jenny Allen's study, um, get out of your head. Oh, yeah. And that one has a lot of practical tools also to just like yes. identify the lies that you're believing and then gave work, you know, little right. lessons. Homework. I had <laughs> homework to do and, um, but it really helped reveal to me, um, some of those thought patterns. Yes. Um, cause I always kept thinking, I'm just on this same spin cycle <laughs> and I want to get off of it. Yes. And, um, so that's another resource that, um, I would definitely highly recommend to any of you that are, um, struggling with some of these things. Um, so in closing, do you have just a word for, um, my friends, my sisters in Christ who are listening, um, who might find themselves where you were at the beginning of your struggle? Yeah. Um, I always think, I just, I wish someone would have said to me, you're not crazy. You're not alone. Like it is such a normal fight. It's such a normal, um, like tactic that the enemy uses to try to get in our head. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because he, he doesn't have much, you know, to work with. Like God is sovereign and he's going to win the whole story one day. And the enemy barely has anything to work with, but the mind games, like they, this, this brain up here is so powerful. It controls our entire body. Right. And so that's what he's going to target. You know, it's so normal. It's such a normal tactic from him. So you're not crazy. You're not alone. Um, one of my like worst downs was during postpartum the postpartum depression combined with anxiety is like I mean how are you even supposed to function like yes you know just we're but we're not alone like so many of us have gone through it and are going through it and continue to fight it you know earlier I said it's not a daily battle anymore but it's still coming around you know every once in a while there's something that happens in my life and I'm like ah, you know like Mm -hmm. it's never going to end on this side of heaven but we're not alone. We're together as the body of Christ. Like we have each other. And that's, I think the biggest thing that I would say is don't forget that. Don't forget that you're part of a big, huge kingdom. The body of Christ is massive. And there are so many support systems. There's elbows and shoulders and joints and wrists and knees. There's so many of us to help each other along the way. You know, I needed that. I still need that for different reasons now. You know, we all are never going to reach a point in our life where we've conquered it all. We've arrived. (laughs) We are finished and complete. Like, I don't think we'll say that until we see him face to face. And so we're we're just not alone. You're not alone. and, And God's got you, but also like, there's a community for you. There's a community for everyone, whether, you know, you have found it yet or not, it's out there. And I, my prayer would just be that you would remember to reach out and to, to not be isolated and not let the enemy make you feel like 
it's just you, you know, because yeah. it's, it's so much bigger than that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. Um, mm-hmm. Would you do us the honor of just closing us in prayer and um, praying for my um, sisters in the spirit and uh, just sending us out with a blessing? Yes, absolutely. Father, we love you and we are so thankful for this time. God, we know that every second and minute that we spend talking about you and your word is is worth it. It's valuable. And Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you, Lord, for just the guidance that your word gives us and how you've literally given us this navigation tool to memorize and to to hide in our hearts. And God, I just thank you for the freedom that that brings, the freedom that your word brings and the freedom that your promises bring. And God, I just pray for anyone listening to this, God, that is dealing with anxiety or stress or a number of things, Lord, addictions, mm-hmm. things that cause our mind to um, just to, to, to literally ache. God, I just pray yeah. for, for healing first, God, mm-hmm. from past things. And Lord, I pray that you would literally give people the tools and the wisdom of how to fight with your word, God, using your word and using what you've already given us and what you always are giving us, God, the breath inside of our lungs. I pray that people, the people that are listening, God, would feel your presence, Lord, strong around them, God, and that would give them the the fight, Lord, the drive to fight for their freedom from their the mind games that the enemy tries to, to play on us, God. I pray that mm-hmm. you would strengthen the women who are listening, God, and pour your spirit yes, into Lord. them, Lord, so that they would feel empowered and feel strengthened, God, and know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I thank you, God, that you quench the fiery darts that the enemy tries to throw their way, Lord, that you would um, just so guard them, guard their hearts, their minds. And Lord, I pray that steps to healing would start today, God. Yes, I pray Lord. that just... Um, you would give courage just to speak up, God, just to speak up and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm dealing with. I need help. I need support. And I pray that you would also follow through and send communities, God, where people might feel like I don't have friends or I don't have true friends. God, I pray that you would lead them to those people and you would lead those people to them, God, that you would bind hearts and minds together, God, so that there would be community to build up and to reflect your kingdom. Lord, we thank you that we are not alone, that you're you're always with us, that your son Jesus is with us, that Holy Spirit, you are with us, and that in you we can do all things. Yes. We love you and we thank you, God, for this time. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that such a great word from Cassie and so many things to think about and practical tools to really just make some changes in the way that we face our fears and we can do this. We can conquer it together um, with the power of the Lord and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And, um, it's no wonder that the Lord wants us to hide it in, 
in our hearts and um, meditate on it day and night. Because when we're in it and um, letting it cover us and um, be the first thing that, you know, pops in our head and out of our mouth, um, then these anxieties and fears, like they literally have to go. Um, so I pray that it was a blessing to you. If you would like to talk more about this, uh, please do feel free to message me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies times six. Um, and on Facebook, I'm Sarah Dawn St. Clair. And um, you can also request to join the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. Um, I would also highly recommend uh, listening to Cassie Russell's podcast that she did for a year called Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. And if you have specific questions about um, anything that she was talking about today that you want to ask Cassie, um, you can email her at jesusmeandanxiety at gmail.com. It's just all, all combined together. jesusmeandanxiety at gmail.com. Also, um, don't forget to check out the book that she recommended called Switched On, no, Switch On Your Brain. Um, I am really excited about checking that book out and um, probably put it on my reading list for the summertime. Right, friends, I'm going to let you go because I know we've all got stuff we've got to do, but just know that you are dearly loved. Jesus delights in you and you have a sister over here rooting for you and praying for you. Look forward to being with you again next week. Bye for now. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode seven of Sisters in the Spirit. I'm Sarah St. Clair, and I'm talking to you from my little cozy living room in South Carolina. I have um, my Labrador mixed with a bunch of other stuff, dog um, at my feet and, um, my kitty cat curled up on a chair across the room and the kids are all in bed for the night. And so the house is peaceful, um, for a few moments. I am the mother to six beautiful daughters. Um, the oldest is turning 18 in a couple of months and the youngest will be six next month. So, um, I made it through, uh, a birthday crazy week. Um, we have two daughters that have a birthday one week apart. So that means two birthday parties, um, all the celebrating for each of them. When they were little, 
we used to be able to do combined birthday parties, but now that they're a little bit older, they have their, you know, special friends they want to do stuff with and, um, they want to feel special and honored, which we, um, totally get right. Each of us understands that. Um, so we try to love on them really well over their birthday weekend and then clean up from that and, um, turn our attention to putting on the next party the following weekend. So, um, I pulled it off. I survived definitely behind on house things, but, um, really thankful to be able to celebrate those two daughters. Um, one of them having turned 13. So now we have three teenage, teenage girls in the house. Um, but how are you guys doing? How was your week? What, what were you busy with? Um, I'm sure some of you are still in the chilly north and I'm sorry, (laughs) but here spring has actually sprung. And so I've, uh, posted some spring pictures in the sisters in the spirit Facebook group and have a couple more to share and probably will keep, um, posting those. Um, hopefully people enjoy that as much as I do. Um, I just love the reminder of new life and find it very mesmerizing that all of a sudden there's just new life there and everything seemed so dormant and cold and bleak for so long. And, um, you didn't see what was happening under the surface. Um, and there's so many spiritual analogies that we can make for that. So, um, please forgive my gravelly throat. Um, with the spring blooms comes all of the allergy, um, junk. And so, um, you might hear, some coughing in the background. One of my little ones just, um, is really struggling with a tickle in the back of her throat that just makes her cough in the night. So, um, but yeah, I can just feel stuffiness in my head, you know? So, um, time to take another allergy pill. (laughs) Um, but spring is just such a wonderful time of year and I promise that it will come for my friends who are up north and still looking out at snow and cloudy skies um you'll have your turn hopefully sooner than later um but I would love to hear from you you can drop me a message on Instagram you can find me under raising underscore rubies times six. Um, and I'm totally serious when I say I would love to get a message from you. So, um, or you can find me on Facebook, Sarah Dawn St. Clair, um, or request to join the Facebook group sisters in the spirit. And 
if you have a question or something that's on your heart, a prayer request, anything like that. Like I just want to create a community um, of women that support each other. We're here to do life together and um, you can be vulnerable and um, honest. Um, you don't have to have it all together or have some great epiphany. Um, sometimes we just have to hash it out together. Um, and that's kind of what this podcast episode is going to be. Um, I just really felt God pressing in on my heart, um, this past week about surrender. And so I'm going to just kind of hash it out with you, um, I wanted to postpone it until next week because I have an interview um, holding in my library of podcasts ready to publish. Um, and I thought, well, just give me one more week, Lord, to like figure it all out, what's going on in my heart and my head and make it sound a little more eloquent and put together. And of course, he wouldn't let me do that because <laughs> he wants me just to, to share it real, share it raw. And, um, and so that's what I'm going to do here, uh, with you tonight. Um, I, but before I jump into that, I just wanted to also mention, um, I, if you've been following the podcast and listen um, to the previous ones, you've been following our journey right now through a big family transition. Um, and uh, the family schedule has just been really difficult for me um, to adjust to and figure out. Um, but I feel like maybe this week, I can actually um, be in a rhythm. Like, there is hope. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Next week, I'll give you an update. But it's been a couple of weeks um, with my husband working now at a um, new fine art studio that opened up here in Greenville, South Carolina, called World Upside Down. And he's teaching theater classes. And I'm uh, teaching some dance classes there. And, um, our daughter Renna, the oldest will also be teaching there, um, once they get the after school program going. And so we're very excited about that, but, um, just figuring out those hours and how they fit into our week. And my husband works, um, a good chunk of time at Olive Garden waiting tables while we're building our studio um, registration and all of that, uh, filling the classes before that can become full-time there. Um, and yeah, so I feel like maybe this week will flow more consistently. I found you know, the windows of time that work for homeschooling when all the kids can sit around and get their schoolwork done. And then we head off to the dance studio where I teach 
um, and the girls take classes um, a couple of days in the week. And so, yeah, just finding those new rhythms. And I think it also helps when it gets warmer outside and we can uh, go enjoy some fresh air and sunshine and spread out a little bit from our small 1,000 square foot townhouse with the eight of us and the pets. It gets a little squishy. So it's always nice when we can go enjoy these um, mild temperatures out at the park and things. So, all right, well, I won't stall any longer. I'm just going to jump in and um, share what God's been doing on my heart and hopefully it will be an encouragement to you and um, just give you, um, yeah, some, maybe a little challenge, a little nudge from God in an area in your life or uh, just realizing that each of us is on a journey. Um, nobody has it all together and we want to just be here for each other and um, help point each other to the Lord. Um, so with my husband uh, transitioning out of his uh, job in October, um, he had been working as a theater director here at a local community theater and our whole family had poured our hearts into that community and oh we just love all the kids and the families that would um, come and volunteer to make the shows happen especially our junior cast it was just always so Awesome to have all the parents around helping in the green room, helping with costumes and sets. And after doing that for five years, you just really get close to people. And um, so we had really built um, just so many friendships and really uh, connection and called it our family. It was our theater family Um so when the Lord just made it really clear that that was um, to be uh, done, that it was time for us to move on and find something else, but he hadn't revealed what that something else was. Um, it was like, you know, the rug was pulled out from under me and all of it just came crashing down. Um, but I had been praying for probably a year, um, at least maybe two, um, for a breakthrough. Um, we were really struggling financially to make it. And so my husband was doing, um, other part-time, um, jobs as far as like just picking up photography. He does uh, wedding video editing. And I had started teaching part-time at the dance studio, a local dance studio here. And um, both of us were just, you know, finding any way that we could to help supplement 
the finances um, because we really loved this community theater and saw what an asset it was um, in the community and to the kids and um, actors that were coming and performing on stage, you know, just providing a safe place for people to be themselves and to express themselves through um, musical theater was just a really special thing. So, um, but in so doing, we were just, you know, exhausted. And I just kept praying like, Lord, something's got to give. And um, so I would sing songs about breakthrough and I would pray and plead with God to show us what it was that, um, needed a change and, you know, Lord help a shift to happen. And, um, and I really felt like I was leaving it all on the table. Um, but since we, um, just had the confirmation that we are supposed to move on. And God just told us, you know, I'm going to provide for you. Um, I have something new. I'm not ready to reveal all of it yet, but you can trust me. And, um, I heard him speaking that to me and I wanted, wanted to believe it and, um, embrace that. Um, but it's been really hard if I'm going to be honest um, really hard for me to let go of, um, that community and, um, as the Lord has been revealing the new things that he has for our family, the world upside down, um, my husband's helping with theater stuff at our church and, um, you know, World Upside Down's taking me on to start a worship dance um, classes and ministry. And I wanted badly to be excited. And I, I was, but at the same time, there was part of me that was holding back. And I just really uh, started praying this week, Lord, what is that? Like, it's been a while, like <laughs> we're now into February and I'm still just grieving the loss of that. And, um, the Lord just whispered in his sweet, gracious way that he, he does. Um, he just said, you weren't surrendered. And it just kind of like made me take a step back. I was like, what? I wasn't surrendered, but I thought I was. And he said, well, you know, you were praying and asking and believing in faith, but you still had stipulations on what my answer would be. And as I was hashing this out with a friend this week, um, I just said, I realized that I had, you know, the breakthrough could look like this. A, 
this scenario, B, this scenario, C, this scenario. But the option of stepping away from that community theater family and going a totally different direction, that wasn't even an option on the table. Um, and that is why I think it's been really hard for me um, to embrace the new things and to let go of, of that. Um, because in my heart, I was holding on and, um, in a way I had made it become an idol like that, that title, um, that place. Um, yeah. And so I just had to take time to pray and, um, ask God to take it. Like, I just, I give it all to you. Um, all of the dreams and hopes and prayers that I had put towards that. I just surrender it and, um, put it on the altar. And I want you to, um, take it and take me and, I want to be willing to move on into what you have. Um, and it's like he's saying, you had your A, B, and C options, but I'm wanting to give you the whole rest of the alphabet if you'll just let go of A, B, and C um, and come with me and see the beautiful story that I'm going to write with all of the letters of the alphabet. And so that's what, um, he's been working in my heart about this week. And, um, I just wanted to read a couple of verses that kind of confirmed, um, these thoughts that he had, um, just spoken to me throughout the week and um, really what it comes down to is just wanting more of him and realizing that my plans and what I think is best <laughs> gets in the way. Um, and so as I was asking him for some scripture um, he reminded me of one of my favorite passages, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, or in this case, sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I feel like, you know, right now we're just going through that testing. We're testing different, different options and different things that God's putting into our life, um, 
and we're trying to be transformed in our mind, um, seeking wisdom, seeking guidance and counsel, and um, just pursuing the perfect will of God. And through surrender, through sacrifice of ourself, our whole self. Um, and then another portion um, of scripture was, um, let's see, Psalm 130. Sorry for the rustling pages. Um, almost there. Psalm 130 said, um, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And that passage just struck me um the part that just said waiting on the lord my soul waits for him and hopes in his word and um instead of putting our hope in certain answers or life circumstances to change um you know a better paycheck a, a bigger house um a better health report at the doctor's office or, um, you know, you can fill in the blank with that thing that you just want so badly, um, to happen. We want to wait for the Lord and to hope in his word instead. Um, and it just says that he watches and waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. I don't know if I shared with you guys on here, but I know with friends, I've just been saying, I'm just sitting on the top of the mountain, having climbed this really difficult mountain. And now I'm just waiting to watch the sunrise in my life, you know, just feeling like this has been a really dark time of, um, unknown, which it has been, and I do feel like the sun is rising. Um, but I think the beauty truly is the Lord, not really the circumstantial answers um, necessarily. And so I want my eyes to be fixed on him, not on the, the things Um and it's so hard. It's so easy just to get distracted by the earthly stuff and um, to lose sight of what the real goal is, which is just being in his presence. Um, 
let's see, there was another, yeah, Psalm 16, 11. Let me turn to that one. Um, oops, page too far. <laughs> um, it says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At the right hand, at your right hand, are pleasures forevermore. And yeah, just realizing that it's in his presence that we truly find joy. And um, he's the one who makes known to us the path of life. And um, so that was just a beautiful reminder in that passage as well. Um, and then Psalm 62, 8. Let's see where that one is. Um, Psalm 62, 8 says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. And I truly feel like I've found that to be um, so true this week as I've just poured my heart out before him and just cried in surrender and just giving it over to him. Um, I've poured my heart out before him and found him to be such a refuge. I just feel so safe and so loved by him. And... Um, you know, his discipline, his rebuke, it's not comfortable. It's not the the happy, um, easy Christianity that, um, especially here in the American culture, we want so much, you know, the happy messages, the, um, like, don't make me get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and yet that's what God's calling us to. He wants us to become uncomfortable to the point where we find our refuge and comfort in him and not anything else. Um, I was reading in Jeremiah in my devotions and um, some of the things that just stood out to me was the idols that the Israelites kept replacing God with other idols and um, things that exalted um, above him and um, I just you know asked the Lord please help me to um, to not have any idols in my life I don't want anything that exalts itself above you. Um, another way that God has blessed me is through listening to uh, worship music. And I have uh, started filling an album uh, for this year called Joy Comes in the Morning. And um, one of the songs um, that has really ministered to me the past couple months is by Rita Springer called Defender. 
And um, I just wanted to read you uh, part of what this, the words to this song are. It says, you go before. I know that you've come to win my war. Your love becomes my greatest defense. It leads me in the dry wilderness. All I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. Hallelujah, you have saved me. So much better your way. Alleluia, great defender. So much better your way. And that was just, um, it's helped me, you know, because sometimes in the midst of trying to surrender and trying to let go um, and trying to trust and have faith in the future, um, man, it feels like a wilderness. Um, and all we can do is just stand still before our God and worship him and praise him. And that's been a lot of my days right now is just learning to be thankful in the midst of the unknowns and in the midst of letting go of my plan and, um, reorienting myself to God's plan. Um, uh, another song this week that, um, I heard playing and just really spoke to my heart was give me Jesus, um, on the upper room album. And, um, in the chorus, it just says, you can have all this world, but give me Jesus. And that's just the new, um, fresh cry of my heart. I feel like a mini revival has happened in my heart this week in just surrendering anew to God's best for my life. And I don't even know what that best is. I just know that I want to pursue that instead of wasting my time holding on to something that he has said no to. Um, and it has hindered me from having true joy in the new things that are coming our way. Um, and so this week, my goal is just to continue standing in his presence and praising him, worshiping him, loving him. Um, but breathing in the new and, um, fully embracing the opportunities that he's put in our, our path right now, um, to touch people's lives, even if it's just for a small season or for the long haul. Um, you know, we never know exactly how long each season will last, um, and so I just want to let the love of Jesus flow out of me this week. And um, I hope that 
this uh, testimony can be an encouragement to you and um, help you to have a week that is a little more focused on Jesus and finding joy in his presence. So thank you so much for listening. Um, we actually hit 550 downloads um, of my uh, Sisters in the Spirit podcast this week. So that is totally blows my mind. I was telling a friend, I'm like, people actually keep coming back to listen. <laughs> And it really surprises me because um, I know I can be a little bit rambly and um, all over the place. But um, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along this faith journey with me. And um, it would just be such a blessing and encouragement to me if you would leave a rating um, and a review if you just hit the five stars and leave a little review. Um, it blesses my heart so much to read those and see how the podcast is um, touching people and um, where you're from. And uh, yeah, it also helps Spotify and pod, uh, Apple podcasts just know that this is something that people are um, responding to and uh, enjoying listening to. Um, so it gets the word out a little quicker to uh, new people hunting up words of encouragement. So if it is blessing you, you could also um, share it with a friend um, I'd love to just keep growing our uh, group of sisters and um, encouraging each other to just focus on the Lord. So next week's podcast will be a really fun and um, inspiring interview with a friend who struggled with pregnancy sickness Uh even worse than I did, which for me was hard to imagine, but, um, she, she did. And so, um, next week we'll hear from her, um, Lauren Berry, and that will just be a blessing to you, whether you have gone through that. Um, if you haven't, you probably know someone who has or will, um, have a friend that goes through that and it will just give you some tangible ways of being a blessing and encouragement to um to your friends that struggle with with chronic morning sickness um there's a fancy scientific name for it but I can't ever remember it so um but yeah next month I can't believe we're almost to March and something that I'm hoping to release um within the first week or two um, in March is um, doing a Patreon page um, where you can subscribe to get some extra bonus material. So I'm working on formulating exactly what that's going to look like, but um, really excited for some of the 
ideas that me and my girls have been tossing around and uh, some of my close girlfriends, I've been picking their brain at what um, things might be an added blessing um, to connect to this podcast and um, just to give a few added resources um, into your hands to help um, keep these um truths and um, Bible verses and stuff um, in front of you throughout the week and um, to help us connect better as a group. So you can be looking forward to hearing more information about that in the next uh, couple of weeks. And um, so, yeah, I guess that is all for now. Um, I hope you all have a blessed week. And remember that you are not alone in whatever stage of the journey that you're in right now. Just know you have sisters um, who are going through similar things. And um, I'm praying for you and uh, rooting you on in your walk of faith. Um, So... All right. Love you all. And we'll meet back up next week. Bye.